hello and welcome to another episode of Taming Dragons. I'm your host, Carter Rain, and today we're going to do another weekly roundup. This is going to be just a collection of thoughts and different things that have hit my awareness, that I've been discussing with friends, that I've been thinking about as I do different journey work, and overall just going to bring it to the forefront and see what you think. I always love feedback on these, so you can reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what you thought or if this sparked any new thoughts in you. So without further ado, let's dive in. The first thing I'd like to discuss is why resolutions don't stick. A lot of times we make these big changes. Oftentimes they come around the first of the year, but they happen at different times. We decide like, I'm never going to do this again, or I'm going to make sure I do this, or, you know, it's high time I went to the gym more. And a lot of times those resolutions don't stick. And something that James Clear went over in Atomic Habits was the concept of patterns and the little things that make the big impact. So one of the things that I do in my life whenever I'm trying to make a big change is I send the correct signals to my brain. So if I'm trying to make a big change, be a different person, maybe get ready to make a move or to start a new business, I understand that I need to become someone else. I need to become the kind of person who is capable and able of living that life and running that life. And so in order to do that, I need to become somebody different. And how do I tell my brain, hey, we're not who we were. We're somebody different. We're actually capable of that now. I know before we might have failed or we might have missed the mark, but we're not going to do that again because we're ready to be different. And one of the ways that I send this signal to my brain is by editing the patterns. I edit all of the non-essential patterns in my day to tell my brain this isn't what we thought it was going to be. So an example of this is perhaps if I'm driving home, I'll take an exit sooner than I normally take, or I'll take an exit further than I normally take to get home. This tells my brain, wait, wait, something's different. A lot of times we don't realize how often we're on autopilot. One of the examples of this comes from Dr. Joe Dispenza when he talks about how many thoughts we have a day. He says 60 to 70,000 thoughts is what we have every single day, and 90% of them are repeat thoughts. So when you're in a manifestation stage and you're trying to create something new, it's important to break up those old patterns. And you can do this simply by little things like wearing your watch on a different arm. Another good example of this is if you take a shower every day, you can change the order of the soaps that you use or the order of the habits that you take in order to get into that. So there's two different ways that habits can serve us. One of them is by habit stacking. You can take things you want to do and add them to things you're already doing. And the other is by habit breaking, which is what I'm talking about here, where you basically take the things you're doing and then do them less frequently or do them differently to create a gap in your consciousness where it says, wait, what are we supposed to be doing here? And in that moment when your brain says, hang on a second, you have the opportunity to put a new thought in, add in an affirmation, add in a visualization exercise, put something in that space, in the blank space where your brain says, are we supposed to be creating something here? And it's a really good way to continue to move forward on the progress, not just relying on your brain or that sticky note you wrote it down on, but really enacting things in your everyday life that continue to move you forward. That's one of the reasons resolutions don't stick is just because we get stuck in the patterns. When we're talking about things that we want to visualize, things that we want to create, I know that there are certain people that are manifestors and some people do this better than others. And also everyone has different ways of interpreting their consciousness. So when you think about this, there are different ways for you to attract things, and one of them is through visualization. So one of the things that I do to aid with my visualization is I take all of the pictures of the things that I am manifesting, all the things I want in my life, all the experiences, all of the places I want to travel to, 
whatever it is, and I put them all inside of a folder on my phone. And inside of that folder, I then make that the background and it rotates through the different pictures so that I am constantly being reminded of the things that I am moving towards. This really helps when it comes to decision fatigue, because if you know what you're moving towards, it makes it easier to make decisions faster, and the decisions you make serve your greater purpose in a better capacity. So let's talk about decisions for a hot second. When you're making a decision, what you don't realize is that there is something motivating that decision. I call it the decision catalyst. And this is something that you set based on your experience, based on your knowledge and your values, and this helps you make all of your decisions. It's a very quick way to tell if you are in or out of integrity is whether or not you're able to make decisions based on the thing that matters most to you. And the thing needs to be one of these three. It's either freedom, meaning, or money. And when you think about money, you can also think about it as power or influence as well. So which one is yours? Money, meaning, or freedom. You're going to need to pick one of these. And I know that there are people out there in the self-help community that are going to say, oh, well, money brings you freedom or meaning gives you money. No, I just want you to pick one that means the most to you. If you're having trouble figuring out which one it is for you, which one you do all of the things for, there are two ways you can figure this out. The first way is to think back to important decisions you've made in your life. Maybe it was whether or not to move. Maybe it was whether or not to have a kid, whether or not to buy a house. Things you have done when you made that decision, whether or not to leave that job, whether or not to still be friends with that one person, when you made that decision, what did it cost you? You made a decision for one at the expense of the other two. For instance, leaving a job that's bringing you good money and you're doing really meaningful work because it doesn't give you the hours you want, which gives you the freedom to build the life you want. So when you think about it this way, when you have made important decisions in your life, which two have you sacrificed for which one? The other way you can think about this is if one of these was threatened, what would you be willing to burn down important and essential parts of your life in order to maintain? For instance, I'm happy to be in, the, in this job as long as I continue to get promotions might illustrate that money is of importance to you in this season of life. Now, I'm not saying that these things can't reorder or you can't change and change your priorities, but for most of your life, you're going to remain in one. Knowing which one is your one is going to help you make decisions faster because if, for instance, your number one is meaning and you're trying to make a big decision like, should I get this new job, right? But the new job is going to offer you vastly more money, but you will be doing less meaningful work Taking the job is going to likely put you out of integrity. So you need to understand which one means the most to you and understand the areas of your life that you may be out of integrity so that you can realign, either discover a new level of meaning in them or allow yourself to change that circumstance so that you're more aligned with your values and what you really want out of this life experience. I would encourage you to do this not only for yourself, but also for your spouse, because when you understand what the other person needs, you're able to serve them a little bit better, able to partner with them a little bit better, and also able to make decisions for your family with more excellence and speed, which is really important to me. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the cosmic compensation package. So what I want you to do before we get into this piece here is I want you to imagine how much your entire life is worth for a year. So a way that you can do this, and you're going to have to bear with me here, is to imagine that there is an alien, 
and it wants to come and live your life. It wants to have your friends. It wants to have the experiences you have. It wants to travel like you do. It wants to have the job you do. It wants to do all of these things just like you, right? And you don't get those things. For an entire year, you don't get them. What would that dollar amount be that you would want to be paid or compensated for someone else to have your life? Another way that you can think of this is the fact that you are alive, breathing air, consuming resources, taking up space means you have value to the universal purpose of what's happening on this planet right now. So the fact that you're alive means that you are bringing something. What is the overall value that you bring to society? And it's really important you understand this is not about what you do. This is about who you are. Because who you are has intrinsic value and makes a difference. Otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to keep consuming resources. So what are the overall experiences that you bring into this world? What is the value? And if you were to put a value on that, what would it be? So assuming that your value is high, because I think all humans have a very high intrinsic value, let's say it's something like $5 million. $5 million is the amount of value that you bring into the world. And again, this is arbitrary, but I want you to just expand your thought process a little bit. Think bigger than you would have thought before. So if your value in this world is $5 million, if you are not currently making that in your job, we get to do something really exciting, which is negotiate your compensation package. And we're not going to negotiate this with your boss, thank goodness, because for some of you that would be quite a conversation. But I want you to negotiate what you want in your life, what you require. What is the water? If you're a tree, what's the water that you need in order to grow? What is the sunlight you need in order to grow? And I want you to think of this outside of your monetary compensation. So I know I pushed you into thinking of your monetary compensation. Now I want you to think of it the other way. What all do you want in your compensation package, literally as a gift from God or source or universe that is going to make living this life and continuing to live as the fullness of who you are worth it? Here's just a couple of ideas of things you can put inside of that compensation package. You can put experiences. You can put moments with friends. You can put caliber of people that you want speaking into your life. You can put physical requirements like I want to feel held or I want to be touched or I want to be known in this way. You can put mental experiences. I want to have this level of meditation ability. Whatever it is, I want you to start thinking if I could write a blank check to fill in my compensation package, what would I want it to include? And what you'll discover is that the financial piece for most people is actually just a small part of the compensation package. If you've ever worked in corporate America or in a corporate environment, you know that the compensation package typically uplevels the salary quite a bit. Yes, there's a certain amount of money you take home, but then there's also benefits like health benefits in the States, other benefits externally, um, mindset benefits, promotional benefits, maybe being able to go to a gym, you name it, right? They oftentimes include additional pieces in the compensation package that aren't a part of the financial benefit. So when you think about your existence in this world as a whole, I've been thinking a lot about what I would want inside my compensation package. And it makes me really excited to live my life beyond the financial things that I'm able to move and the resources that I'm able to make available. I get to live a big, beautiful, and abundant life because I think of the way I am compensated that isn't just financial. So 
Last thing that I want to share with you guys is the quote that I heard the other day, and it was one of those that hits you right in the chest. And it has a lot to do with this time of the year when we're getting ready for everything else that's coming. The quote is this, unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. Unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. I really encourage you to let go of all of your expectations. If you think of expectations in an analogy, I like to use Google Maps. So you set the destination, which is the intention. This is where I am going. The expectations are trying to assume that everything on the turn-by-turn list is going to be exactly the way it is described. When oftentimes things are outside of our control, there's construction, there's traffic, something happens and we're not able to go the way we thought we were going to go. That doesn't change the fact that we set our intention. So as you move further into this year, into 2024, excuse me, I would encourage you to really set clear intentions and release all of your expectations because otherwise they're just premeditated resentments. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. I hope that you will follow along, subscribe, do all the things, share this episode with your friends and stick around because we're going to keep diving deeper and deeper into these concepts in the coming weeks. 